I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Back to back, Tom Jones on the podcast on Sports Day Tampa Bay with Rick Stroud and Steve Versnick. Hey, just a reminder, uh, while we're chatting about big events here in the Tampa Bay area, the 18th Annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. That's happening this February 25th through the 27th. They've already erected that beautiful 1.8-mile, 14-turn track that uses the streets of St. Petersburg. It circles Pioneer Park, the Duke Energy Center of the Arts, and, of course, the Daly Museum. And then it extends onto the runways where the grandstand is at Albert Whitted Airport. For information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Tommy, it's unbelievable. You're, you're going to do this again, man. Like I know. I had enough. so much fun yesterday, I thought I would come back again today. <laughs> I phenomenal. forgot how much I missed you. I forgot how much I missed talking sports. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't cram it all into, a, into one show, so we're going to do a couple of them. And I got to say... Hats off to you because, and I, you know, you talked about what a year it was uh, uh, for the Bucks and covering them and some of the stories we wrote and things like that. I really dove into your newsletter a little bit before uh, this. And, you know, I should be reading it every day. I know that, but I'm too busy. I just, I, there's only got so enough many, to keep you busy. There's you only things I can read. Sure. I didn't realize how much work you put in oh that, man. I, I thought no. you were mailing it in. I I thought you go to Pointer, you carry a wine around for Katie Kirk once in a while, you do a show, blah, 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 you know, and then you go home and it's Monday through Friday. And Holy cow. That, thing that, is, was, that was the plan to go... To yeah, go over to, I, I feel like the guy in the Breakfast Club where where he's he's telling the prince the the uh, vice principal he says yeah you thought you'd become a teacher and you'd have a good time and get summers off then you found out you really had to work and that bummed you out man I'm like yeah <laughs> I'm like I, I this is bumming me I got so much to do it's oh you know gosh. what kills you is it's not, it, it was funny there was a guy who I follow from Variety he's he's a media writer by the name of Brian Steinberg and the other night so the other night. Uh, I'm finishing up work. It was a long day, and I'm writing about the Sarah Palin case. And I think it was the day that the jury actually came back and said um, that they agreed with the judge that that she did not prove her case. Yeah. And I get a text from Joe Smith from the Athletic. You know our old buddy from our the, guy, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Hey, do you want to meet outside? We, I, there's a place in St. Pete. We go get some wings so we can watch a lightning game outside." And I says, "Okay, sounds great." And so I meet him. So I'm looking at Twitter just as I'm meeting, and I read this Brian Steinberg guy who says every time he does the old Godfather Part Three. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in again. And I'm like, well, what's this? And then I look and I saw CNN, like their one of their directors who was having who's in a relationship with Jeff Zucker. All this, she resigns. So yep. now I'm working. Now all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's eleven o'clock at night. I've already had like a beer, and I'm trying to you know crank out this thing. And it's it's like yeah, it never ends. And I, you must feel this way too, Rick. Where some nights you're getting ready to go to bed, and yeah. you know, whatever somebody, you know, Brady news breaks or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. So it's just it's unrelenting. 
it just it's a lot of work up. and but but because you cover media sort of like it's all media right i mean it's a lot of political stuff obviously yeah, yeah. you know that's the times we live in but it's all networks but it's also the olympics it's also uh, the NFL ratings. It's also, you know what I mean. So it's oh, yeah, not. No, and I and I, I complain a little bit, but I actually enjoy it. It's very. It. I'm very fortunate to be able to work for Pointer and, and to cover what I cover. It's, it's really interesting stuff. But it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's but every they day. Do, they pay you an obscene, uh, obscene amount of money, so I don't even know what you're That's complaining right. about. Really, think about it. <laughs> exactly. What am I um, complaining about? Almost as much as I make for this podcast, as you know. <laughs> Uh, so when we were last talking, um, since you, you missed the second season of Brady, it is now over. And I think we think it's the final season, although we're not sure. Tell me right um, now, Rick, give me gut feeling. I know nobody knows anything. Nobody knows. Not even your buddy, Jim Gray. He doesn't know. I'm actually well, imitating. Tom. I'm actually imitating you. You came up to me. You are, you called me on the phone like about a week ago and you started doing Jim Gray. And I almost like wet my pants. I was laughing so hard at your Jim Gray. This was before he retired. But so nobody knows. What I'm saying is nobody knows, except at least publicly or in the media. But gut feeling, Rick, is he done? Is he coming back? Um, I'm not going to hold you to it. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's done. I think so, too. I think he's done. And what sealed it for me was sort of – when your wife pens a long letter, especially his wife, Giselle, yeah. who has been kind of after him to quit for a while, when she's when she puts some effort, or her crew does whatever, um, social media crew puts some effort to sort of, you know, put in perspective what it means to her and the family and how proud she is of your your decision. And I think it's tough to come back from that. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think at that point you got some explaining to do if you say, you know, honey. Uh... Now, would nothing surprises me anymore about football, right, or about sports in general. I mean, it seems like guys retire just to unretire all the time, you know. And the thing about Brady, though, it's not as if he doesn't have stuff to do, right? No, he's not going to do broadcasting, and he's never going to coach, and, and, and maybe ownership of a team one day. But you could see it, like, in covering him. And I didn't cover him in New England, obviously. You know, the first year, it was it was so bizarre. You know, there were so many obstacles with COVID and all the things we've talked about. But his focus was really on just, I think, proving something. You know, I really do think that, that you know, his wife's saying, what do you have left to prove? I think that's exactly why he was here. He wanted to prove that he's the greatest of all time, if anybody doubted it, and that it wasn't just Bill Belichick, that he, in fact, can play better than anybody with anybody and take a team to the Super Bowl, even one that traditionally, even those great players here, was as forlorn, forlorn as the Buccaneers and been in the playoffs in 12 years. And he did it. He did it in his first year. He did it after starting 7-5. and five. He did it with a totally new offense. He, he brought in players. He was, should have been executive of the year, right, with Gronkowski and, and Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette and all these guys that came to play for him. And it was a fairy tale. I mean, I, you know, I think it'll be years and years before we appreciate just the magnitude of what he pulled off and what he accomplished. Um, and then he did it. Then he had another great season, and everything went wrong. I mean, the you know they had injuries upon injuries upon injuries from the start, and they still managed to win fourteen games. And if not for like we talked about yesterday, um, some bad play calling maybe on defense and some injuries to the offensive line, they may have gone back to the Super Bowl and very likely would have won it against Cincinnati. So 
Um, it was an incredible ride, like like nothing I've ever seen. And it was a a dawn to to, to midnight type deal because he's involved in so many things and so many people are interested in all aspects of his life. It's not just football. It's his businesses. It's his personal life. It's what other people are saying about him. Um, you know, and when you, when you, and it was nice because when you cover a team that's that relevant, I know it was nice for the owners and the fans, you know, that's all anybody's talking about. And so people say things about them that becomes news. And, and so you're constantly like your job, you're constantly monitoring, you know, everything and everybody. Um, but it was, it, it went by, it, it, you know, the days were long and the years were short, you know, it just was, it was one of those things, but I mean, man, have you ever seen anything? I'm, I'm trying to think, has there ever been an athlete? I know baseball, we had our weight boxes at the end of their careers, and but there's never been anything close to this, I don't think, in any of I our I mean, even sports. guys that stepped away, Rick, who were on top. I mean, Elway, Elway left on top. and But, but he, uh, he was wasn't, sort of a passenger at the end, it, right? They yeah, were hitting I thought the ball so. Terrell and, Davis and, you know. Yeah, he wasn't the quarterback he was back Peyton when. Peyton Manning was, was a passenger. And with Peyton the Manning's the other guy that, that you think of. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. you look at him and you okay, he won a Super Bowl at the end. You know, he went out to Denver and he actually, he was the guy. He was the man there for, you know, yeah. for one of those seasons. Right, he was but great. I, but another, like at the end, even the year they won the Super Bowl, he really wasn't him. But I heard this stat the other day, Rick. You may know it better than I did. I think I heard it on a podcast that Pro Football Focus, you know, they rank all the players. Mm-hmm. Like Brady was like ninth, the ninth best player in football last year. Mm-hmm. Something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And if you told me right now, like if, if you looked at a year ago and you said, hey, should Ben Roethlisberger play another year? Everybody was like, no, please don't. You're He's done. done. Yeah. You're done. And then he came back and played another year and right. proved that, yeah, you were done. You were done a year ago. <laughs> you look at Brady right now. If Brady decided to come back right now, Rick, there's no doubt in my mind he would still be yep. one of the top ten quarterbacks in football and maybe the top one of the top six or seven quarterbacks in football. I do think if he comes back, Rick, I don't think it would be here. I don't think it would be in Tampa Bay. I think he'd want to play. That's a debate that that I'm willing to have, um, and I think the timing of that is more important than anything. Um, and what I mean is that, look, the Bucks have to assume he's retired. Okay, they have to take him at his word. They really do. Um, you know, it, to sit back and hope, wish upon a star, is going to give you Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert. And if that's what you want, then fine. But you know, you're going to keep a candle in the window for him. I don't think it's going to work. You know, right. because you could you could easily end up with, like I said, no Tom Brady and no free agents and and a very good football team without a quarterback. So I think they have to go down the avenue of looking behind what's you know behind door number two and assume that Tom Brady's not one of them. Um, having said that, you know, he's going on a reserve retired list, which means they retain his rights now. It depends on when, you know, like if the Bucks go into free agency and before the draft at some point they sign a quarterback or make it more likely make a trade for one, um, whether that's Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or whatever, um, then that's probably going to, you know, fill Brady's spot. They're not going to give up a ton of draft picks for another quarterback. And then if Tom gets to August and says, you know, I kind of want to play again. At that point, I don't think he comes back to the Bucks, and, and I think he probably would want to go somewhere else, and I, that somewhere else in my mind is probably San Francisco. But is this the is this a just a big scheme of his to to find his way out of Tampa Bay to a third place? 
I don't know that at 45 he wants to go to a third team, not know any players, not know the offense, and try to try to do all this over again and hope that he can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle in his first year there. I I, I don't know that that's possible. Or, no, or, I, I agree with you. And also, San Francisco, I know he's, you know, he wants to be – we always thought he wanted to be in on the East Coast to be yeah. near his other son who lives yeah. up in uh, New York. New York. Um, okay, let me throw out this crazy scenario. Cause I, and I think I heard this on Simmons' podcast. He just threw it out there just to be fun. If the Dolphins, uh, if Stephen Ross is somehow forced out <laughs> as the owner or uh, has to cut back, if depending on how this NFL investigation turns out, yeah. and Brady has a chance to be part owner yeah. in Miami, yeah, yeah. Would he would he want to play a year in Miami and then you know? No, no. It's just something. It's a it's a while. Hey, set on the downtown streets of the Sunshine City, my hometown, St. Petersburg. It's the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding, and it kicks off Florida's spring break season with some high speed excitement. For race information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete. Dot com. Another racing season is getting ready to start right here in St. Petersburg. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. I I don't think he's coming back, Rick. But let me let me ask you this. Tomorrow morning at six o'clock, what's Tom Brady doing? Six a.m. Is he up? Is he like, is he is he getting those rubber bands out and yeah <laughs> doing curls? I mean, do you think well, he, he's I mean, staying the thing, in football the thing, shape? We're going to hear. I, there's going to be a story sometime this summer. I promise you, where he's going to be at his ranch in Montana with a bunch of receivers throwing a football. <laughs> no, seriously, and I and I and I I don't know that that means anything. Um. I absolutely think he's going to try to stay in shape because, you know, he has a bunch of clothing line and products to sell and he wants to look good. But the way he does it, you know, is different, man. It's different than most people at his age. The sacrifices he makes is nutritionally. Now, I don't think he's going to go out, you know, to Whataburger every day or whatever and, you know, say the hell with it and look like me. Yeah, you've seen and, those and, Twitter, those things on Twitter of him. like. Yeah, yeah. They, like they, look, you know, they look more and more like me all the time. I said to my wife, is that Brady or is that me? Um, the fat Brady you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's and she just, like me, not you. She just kind of looks at me like, mm. Um <laughs> But I, I don't know that he can do – his routine, you know, he's had a routine for 20 something years, or at least the later part of that. And it's such a sacrifice and he's so disciplined with it. I don't know that you would be that disciplined if you're taking trips to Costa Rica and, and, you know, um, having business meetings about, you know, Bitcoin and, and, you know, um, all this other businesses that he's in his clothing line and all of this. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if his time is going to be devoted to, preparing himself to be ready in August, you know, and he didn't, he wasn't a guy that participated in the off season. Anyway, he'd come to the mandatory mini camp for two or three days, but you know, would it, would it surprise me if we hear about him 
throwing a football around and people will leap to the conclusion and maybe rightfully so that he's planning to come back. No, that wouldn't surprise me. I think he's going to struggle with the fact that, and he has said as much, he's going to be sitting on the couch on Sunday watching NFL games and saying, I'm better than almost all these, (laughs) you know, guys. And, and he will be, you know, he went out on top. Um, You know, I give Clyde Christensen credit when I talked to him before the Philadelphia game Everybody waited a week until they played the Rams to write this, but I wrote it first um, that, you know, the sort of the, you know, the goat in the room, if you will, was, is this the last time we see Tom Brady? And I wrote that before the first playoff game. And Clyde Christensen said, I look at it as a fan, and I'm looking at it as like, this could be it. And everybody's like, really? It's like, yeah. You know, he, he could easily walk away. I mean, that third year was really done for – salary cap reasons and whatnot and then there's all this you know sort of conjecture that he was unhappy at the end of the year um he didn't you know he didn't like sort of some of the things that happened some people talked about the Antonio Brown situation and the team was a little loose and maybe they didn't get him enough players and they didn't go for it the way the Rams did and some of that is is probably true there's probably some truth into that because I think a lot of people kind of speak around for Brady in his circle to others um, I know they have to me in the past. I can't confirm that part of it um, as at this point, but I I do kind of think he is retired, and I, but I think he's going to struggle. And and you know other guys have come back. Brett Favre did it. A lot of people have done it. By the time he makes a decision, though, I think there's a good chance the Bucks will have another quarterback, and that's right. going to be the tough part. Is that oh now you want to play? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they think – Jason Light and those guys think, well, he has such a great relationship with us that surely he would come back here and he would want to play with his teammates that he now knows uh, and that he knows that this organization – and this is true if he would give them a little heads up – this this organization would move heaven and earth and get as many players and as, you know, any kind of player that he would require to try to let him run it back one more time and win. Um so I tell you, I look at this roster right now, Rick, and if if they could somehow, I don't know what, and you could tell me what, what Chris Godwin's situation is going to end up being. But even if, like, say Gronk doesn't come back, and obviously AB is not back, is not going to be back. But if they get that offensive line straightened out again, um, and yeah. and I don't know, defensively can keep most of the guys on defense. If they, I still think that's a it's a formidable team. I think it's a team. Oh, Especially yeah. in the in the NFC in the South, yeah, yeah, in the NFC South, they're still the best team. I yeah. tell you what, Rick. Too, I'm not. I know everybody's excited. The Rams just won. I'm look. I, I don't, I'm not. I don't think the Rams are that great. I don't think they're no. they're a great football team. They easily could have. Uh, they easily could have lost to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I thought they should have lost to San Francisco too. I mean, if San Francisco drops an interception, yeah, uh, th- that game's a, a mm-hmm. turns out. And I think my thought was that San Francisco was the best team in the NFC anyway. But Rick, they're still good enough to win. The Bucks are still good enough to win to win that NFC. I believe if Brady comes back and most of the guys, not everybody. Now I don't know. Again, Godwin as far as his injury and whether he would come back anyway, I don't know. But. Mm. Um, no, they they would they would they'll do find things. some guys to catch footballs. I think. Yeah, they're, and they're going to draft. I think a receiver fairly high, and and you know I don't know when Chris is going to be ready to play, but he won't. He's not going anywhere. If they have to pay him, you know, the ninety five million or whatever he's he requires, I think they'll do it. I think they could franchise Carlton Davis, um, their their young corner. That's a shutdown corner, and keep him for a year. 
Um, they would find ways to restructure deals like Vita Vea's just did to create more salary. You know, the salary cap is sort of a sort of a mirage anyway. Um, eventually, the bill comes due. But if you have a big enough credit line, you can you can buy a lot of things for your house. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, doesn't mean you're rich, right? It just means that you bought a lot of things on credit, and 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 that's what the Bucks would do try to win another Super Bowl, and they would do anything for Tom Brady, and I think they're going to do it anyway. Look, I. I keep saying this, like Bruce Arians at 70 years old is not coming back here to rebuild anything, right? He's not interested in, in you know, starting over with a young quarterback and Kyle Trask, in my opinion. I mean, Kyle Trask may be Mac Jones. I don't know, you know, or better than Mac Jones. But the fact that we don't know, do you think that Bruce wants to spend yeah, year 70 on sure. this earth no, trying to no. figure it out? No, not at all. I'll tell you what, though, Rick, and we can go through it now. I don't know what good options there are. They're, now, there's, I think there are options out there better than Kyle Trask. I'm mm-hmm. not blown away by the prospects of child, Kyle Trask. I, I haven't seen him, obviously, in practice right. over the last year, but I saw him in college, and, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I'm just – they can't turn it over to him and expect that they're a playoff team. I just don't I know how you do that. Right. But the options out there – Rick, let me just throw some names out there. Yeah. And, I, and, and there's, there's some red flags with all of them, starting with Deshaun Watson – I think Russell Wilson. I think his time's done, Rick. I, I think he's on the back. He's on the back nine of his career. Kyler Murray, I think, might be the best of the bunch if he if that's actually a possibility. Mm-hmm. But there's some red flags there. And then and then and after that, Rick, then you, you get into the to Jimmy like people like Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. who who are on decent teams and they and they show flashes, but obviously are not consistent. And then you start getting into the Jameis's and uh, and the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world. I don't know that the options are all that great, Rick. To, if I look through all these guys, well, there's 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 definitely um, problems with all of them, and you know there's not another Tom Brady who's a free agent. So you're talking about trades um, for the most part, which you know you have to be willing to give up draft pick compensation. The Bucks only have one pick in the first round. And it's not till 27th in the draft, you know, and it's different if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, who seem to be happy with Jalen Hurts. But in, you know, in October, they were trying to get Deshaun Watson and they have three number one picks this year um, and they're fairly high picks. So they have more currency than anybody does for 2022. If they can, they can pretty much lure most quarterbacks out of their situation if those quarterbacks are willing to go. The problem is is that both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson have no trade clauses. Now, there was a story, I think, on Wednesday that you know Deshaun Watson was willing to play for the Bucks and willing to play for the Vikings, which I don't really see a, an opportunity. But you might have a situation, too, with some of these teams that either draft quarterbacks or we don't know what they think about their current. You know, what if Kirk Cousins was cut free? What if... What if the Eagles did go all in and get got one of these guys, Russell Wilson or, um, you know, or Watson, and then all of a sudden, even though they say they love Jalen Hurts, he becomes available, you know, and th- th- you just you don't know. It's sort of a little bit like musical chairs in that in that aspect. But I do think I do think this that they're serious about finding a marquee quarterback. I think they're serious about doing anything they can and everything they can. And I would disagree with you about Wilson a little bit. I actually think. He's probably got two or three pretty good years, maybe more than two, um, but probably three really good years. And I think he fits this offense well because he, he's very accurate with balls down the field. He's got enough mobility to keep plays alive. He's a smart guy. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions typically. 
he's never really had a great offensive line. Um, you know, I, I think that, that it would be a good team for him to come to, especially in this division, and win it. And then once you get in the playoffs with somebody like Russ Wilson, you don't know what's going to happen. So to me, he checks so many boxes. But I don't, you know, he has said that he's happy in Seattle this year. A year ago, it was a different tune. This year, he's saying, I want to win three more Super Bowls, and I want to do it here. Pete Carroll is also not a guy that's seven, older. He's older than Bruce Arians. He's already 70, and I don't think he's sticking around for a new quarterback. You know, a lot of these places, they don't have a draft pick till the 41st pick. But if you lost Russell Wilson, you might pick up some draft picks. Who are you drafting? There's, there's, it's not a great draft for quarterbacks. And then is Pete Carroll going to wait three or four years to develop a guy? I, I don't think that's in the cards. So most of the time, you know, you hear about, all these possibilities, and then they never come to fruition. If the Indianapolis Colts cut Carson Wentz, as they talk about, man, that says a lot about Carson Wentz, doesn't it? I mean, they gave up does a because big picks the, for him. Well, and here's the thing, Rick. I mean, you, you talked about the musical chairs aspect of it, and you're exactly right. There are so, All those guys we mentioned could be available. Russell Wilson, yeah. Kyler Murray, uh, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Brady, potentially. Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet, you think about all the teams that would need quarterbacks. I mean, Cleveland could use a quarterback. They're, Cleveland's a pretty good team. Cleveland's not a bad team. Let's put it that way. They no. could use a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not a horrible team. They, they have, have no quarterback. Have yeah. You know, Philadelphia, maybe a quarterback's all they're missing Yeah, as far as being a, a team that can really compete. So there are teams out there. And then, and then anybody that lets go any of those guys, if Kyler Murray actually were to be traded, they would need a quarterback. Arizona's got a good team. Yeah, <laughs> they would need a quarterback. So, yeah, it, it's weird that you have you have like a, you have maybe like eight or nine teams, ten teams mm-hmm. who absolutely love their quarterback. You know the Herberts and the Mahomes and the it's usually Rodgers. you know it used to be twelve because there were twelve playoff teams and most of the fans would say well, they like their guys and those are the twelve teams that made the playoffs and everybody else is trying to change the quarterback. Now you have fourteen teams. But I still think there's probably only about 12 teams that like their quarterback. Right. Um, and that's the case almost every year. You know, if you don't make the playoffs, they're looking to change the coach or change the quarterback or both. And, yeah, there's just not enough quality guys to go around. But would you, if you're the Glazers, would you mortgage the future in terms of draft picks? And, you know, there's a different philosophy now. The Rams just, you know, I don't think they have a draft pick till about 2030. Um, because, I mean, the hell, they gave up a two and a three to rent Von Miller for seven weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he's a free agent and they and they gave up three ones and you know something else. I mean, traded, you know, Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions for Matt Stafford and um but but would you do that? Would you would you trade three number ones and then a couple of something else's because that's what the deal with the Dolphins was three number ones, a two and a four or five or something like that. Um and the deal was Nick's because uh Deshaun Watson couldn't settle his his cases. I think the Bucks would. I, I think, think he, I, I think, think they they're would in that. too, and I wouldn't have a problem with yeah. it. Yeah. No, I don't either. And I'll tell you why. It's because if you get a guy, especially – and again, the Deshaun Watson thing is intriguing to me because I don't know how you're going to – I don't know how you can sign that guy or trade for that guy and not know whether he's going to jail, right? <laughs> a grand jury is going to come back. He has 10 criminal complaints. Forget about the 21 civil litigations, right? They will deal with those on the side. You can always write checks for that. But he's got he's got ten criminal complaints that a grand jury is going to hear, so you know this guy could be in jail. He could be suspended. I don't know how you give draft pick compensation to the Texans, which is why he's still there. No one can figure out 
what is fair to get this guy. But if you did, if his problems somehow went away soon, you have a 26-year-old dude that for three years tore up the NFL. I mean, his last year that he played, because last year they paid him $10.5 million not to practice or play, um, the last year he played, he led the NFL in passing yards with like close to 5,000 yards. He had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And he went to the Pro Bowl three times of the three years he was a starter full-time. And he won two division titles. I mean, the guy is a stud. Heisman Trophy, uh, you know, runner-up, but a nas- and two national championship games, one that he won right here against Alabama after yeah. losing it as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he could put them way over the top. They'd be an NFC favorite if they landed him. All I know, Rick, is in today's NFL, and this past year proved it, if you have – you look at there are eight divisions in football. If you go through every division and pick the best quarterback in that division, that team won a division last year. That's, yes, that's, that's a fact. Yep. Dak, Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford. You could make an argument, Kyler Murray, but both of those teams made the playoffs in the West. Right. Aaron Rodgers in the North, Tom mm-hmm. Brady uh, mm-hmm. in the South, so. and then you go over in the AFC. You had Josh Allen with Buffalo, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes with uh, with Kansas City, Joe Burrow in the AFC North. And then, okay, the AFC South was the one. I don't even know if it's an outlier, but Ryan Tannehill was your was your. They, they were the number one. They were the number one seed, though. You know, right. I mean, with King Henry and all. And he of was that. better than Wentz or yeah uh, anybody that, and, and Trevor Lawrence and mm-hmm. and the kid from um, and from Houston. But right. I'm telling you, Rick, you if you don't have a quarterback, you have no chance. Now, I read your story. You had a really good story in the Times the other day. Like the the Bucks have shown like. They're willing to sign anybody if, if, as long as he can play, Deshaun Watson. I think they would have no issues bringing him in. You always well, say have the press conference. I think they'd have the press conference. They'd I mean, they've out. done this, right? I mean, and I'm not look. I'm I'm not minimizing what the charges are because they're grotesque and they're awful. And if they're true, he deserves whatever the law allows um, for that. Um, however, do do they just not sign Antonio Brown twice? Who was yeah. accused of the same or worse? Did 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 they not draft Jameis Winston, who while he was here then got accused again and suspended for three games um, for assaulting an Uber driver? Like, what would it take for the for the ownership to be offended here? I, right. I don't know what it is, but we haven't found it yet, have we? Apparently not. And here's the thing, Rick. I I don't know that this is all going to get solved soon enough. Where they they could say, okay, this is this is our plan. We're going to go with this guy. Right now, if you had, if you were in a situation like San Francisco's in, where you say, okay, we really, and I think this is what happened to San Francisco last year. Like, I think they really wanted to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, but they're like, well, we got Trey Lance. And then once they realized Trey Lance wasn't really, they still had Garoppolo. Well, I don't think the I don't think the Bucks are quite there yet with Kyle Trask, where you could say, okay, let's our, let's let's the plan be, well, let's go after Deshaun Watson, and if it doesn't work out, we still got Kyle Trask. I don't think that isn't I don't th- I don't like that plan B. Maybe they do, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't. So if we throw if we throw Deshaun, let's let's say they get to the point where they say, look, we can't wait on Deshaun Watson, we can't wait to see yeah. what's going to happen there, or. They wake up and say, we can't live with the show. We just we can't have the press conference. We, do, yep. we just don't feel good about it. What's the, uh, At that point, what realistically are we looking at, assuming they're not going to go with what they already have in-house? I mean, now we're talking, now we're talking well, about the, the, Kyle, clean, the, the Carson the, Wentz's. And yeah, the, the cleanest guy, and, and I know people don't like him, 
for for different reasons. There's two things. One, he has to be available. Okay, is Aaron Rodgers really available? We don't know. I don't. I don't think right? so. And if he is, are the Packers going to trade him to an NFC team? They didn't trade Brett Favre here, and and I remember when he, the day he went to the Jets. You know, speaking of Ira Kaufman, I remember the day he went to the Jets, and the Bucks were in it, but they had a choice, and they traded him to an AFC team. And then he retired, and then he came back and signed as a free agent with Minnesota and competed against his own team in that division. Um, the same is true with Russell Wilson. You know, I don't know that Seattle wants to trade him to the NFC, although Russ can can sort of control that in that he can reject any trade if it's to a team he doesn't want to play for. So there's that. So you need a guy that's available. Is Deshaun Watson available? Well, the te- he's played his last down for the Texans. I think he, everybody agrees with that. But is he available in that you can come to some agreement with all his pending litigation and everything? I don't know that that's true. You know who's available is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy I like Garoppolo him, I like him. right now has a general manager in John Lynch who has a history with the Buccaneers. And and they love Jimmy. No matter what you think of him as a quarterback, okay, the guy wins games. Look it up. He's hurt a lot. That's a problem. He was hurt when he played the last three or four games. He had a shoulder injury and a hand injury, and and he said after the game, now I can talk about it. I I had trouble gripping the ball with my thumb. All of that, okay. Um, but John Lynch and and Jimmy and his agent have agreed that they will trade him. They're going to go with Trey Lance next year and they're try to he's got one more year in his contract. He's not incredibly expensive, 25 million whatever. But they've agreed to trade him and to trade him somewhere where he wants to go. Um he's beloved by his teammates. I've never Love. heard Love. I've never heard people rave about a guy like this. Unbelievable the way they talk about this kid. It's unbelievable. And I covered him in a Super Bowl and kind of spent, you know, a few days. And let me just say like if there's one person that almost looks as good as Brady, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, the dude... The you know, dude it's will... so, we're, so the Super Bowl's coming on, and my wife... Or this or the playoffs. We were watching the playoffs one weekend at home. Yeah. And, uh, and my my wife always, when she sits on, she doesn't know... She doesn't really follow the, the NFL that closely. She she knows the Bucs. She knows Brady. That's about mm-hmm. it. But she's, she always sits on, like, who are we rooting for? And yeah. it's usually... If it's somebody she does, it's usually we don't like that guy. Oh, we don't like root that guy. against that guy. Yeah. yeah, you root against that guy. So I says, well, you know, everybody, all the all the women like to root for San Francisco because every day all think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good looking guy. She goes, who's Jimmy that? GQ. I go, that's there's he's their quarterback, and she's like, and she's like, you know, Mrs. Dot, you know, no, come on. She's like, show me a picture of him, and I'm like, well, here, and I show a picture of him, and she's like. Oh my gosh! That guy's really good she she was she would have left me at that moment. She's like, oh my gosh, that guy's good looking, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that he's really good looking. Yeah, I I tell the story. Um, I think I've told it before, but you know, I went to Canton, and the first time I actually met Tom Brady, I mean, I did zooms with him for a year, knew who he was, all of that. But the first time I shook his hand was in Canton because he went up there for Peyton Manning's uh, Hall of Fame thing, and I was on the floor because I was there for John Lynch, and I was on the floor with my wife and. And I knew that Tom was coming in, and I wanted the opportunity to get in his face, you know, because yeah, yeah. we had just done a year, and they won a Super Bowl, and I never really got that close to him, um, physically anyway. And so uh, I see Clyde and them come in, and we're on the ground, and, and, and I go, okay, my wife was with me. I said, Valerie, you got to go. got to go right now. And we went over there, and um, I shook his hand, and, and, you know, he knew me, of course. Uh, and then my wife shook his hand, 
And I didn't know that ESPN was capturing this on film because it was like the entrance of Tom Brady to the the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which he never goes to, right? He was there for Peyton Manning. So this is captured on film. I started getting text messages after this. My wife looks him in the eye and she shakes it. And he's so, you know, attractive, uh, I guess, to females and men too, I suppose. But uh, uh, But he's so present. Like he literally... You know, he, he doesn't have a cell phone. He's not, he's not, doesn't have any airs. He listens to you. He's very present when you're with him uh, doing anything, reporter, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. She wouldn't let go of his arm. She would, <laughs> you get, it's on tape. I'll send it to you. She, she shakes his hand. I think it's 18 times. I said, this guy's going to have elbow problems. I hope Alex Guerrero is around. You realize you would not let go of his arm. Um, but Garoppolo's like that. Like, it's like Gar- that scene in The Blind Side when, when Sandra yeah. Bullock looks at Nick Saban. She says, I find him to be a very attractive man. Yeah, like, I'm right here. He's like, shoot, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't care. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't care. Um, but Garoppolo's like that, too. And I covered a Super Bowl in Miami when they lost to uh, Kansas City uh, all week long. And I was like, you know, there might be some friction between him and Brady simply because he can, he can make that same claim. You know, like he... He doesn't have to take a back seat to Brady well, in the looks department. that was department. the old rumor, right? I mean, I'm just throwing, like, you know, sparks against the wall here. But, I mean, that was the rumor. Yeah. Like, Brady wasn't crazy about how popular Jimmy G was among his teammates. Like, they loved – even in New England, they loved Jimmy G. And Beloved. He wasn't and, and the thing is, you can say what you want, and I, I know he's not everything from a quarterback standpoint that everybody wants, okay? No, because he's going to um, throw three I, passes a game year alone. What the you, are you, you doing? You can go, you missed a wide-open guy. Like, how did you as miss soon that? As you let it go, you're like, no. Right, right. And that's going to happen. But he wins. Like he, yeah. And he wins over his teammates. And, and, uh, and, he, and he, you know, this job sometimes just is about winning games. I mean, look, if the worst you do is get to the NFC Championship, okay, Okay, they didn't get smothered by the Rams. Like they had a chance to win that game. Sure if they did. block somebody, then Jimmy G's not you know throwing the hell mary on fourth down, you know, uh, and spinning it up there with a guy wrapped around his ankles. It looked very similar to the end of the Super Bowl. You know, the Bucks might actually be able to block someone. Um, and so, all things aside, and again, I haven't talked to Bruce Arians or Clyde. I don't know what they think of this kid, uh, this guy, but I know this. You can dra- you can draft him or trade for him rather, if the 49ers will do it. If he wanted to come here, even though it's an NFC team, I think, and they play the 49ers out there next year, and that's complicated too. But if you wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, you can at least pick up the phone, you can call John Lynch, and it's not going to cost you three number ones. It may not even cost you a number one. It might be a two, okay, which is what they gave the Patriots, and. In my mind, if you're just like, hey, we want to go back, we want to be competitive, we can win the NFC South, I think you could do it with him. I think I'm that's not, the guy, Rick. I'm telling you yeah. why. And I think for all the reasons you laid out, I think he's good enough to do it. But here's the thing. When you get to at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, all the other cliches, I'm not convinced that Russell Wilson's living in Seattle. I'm not convinced that Aaron Rodgers is leaving. Me I'm not convinced that Kyler Murray's leaving Arizona. I'm not convinced that Deshaun Watson's going to play at mm-hmm. all next year. Mm-hmm. So now, now, and now you're talking about okay. Here are your choices: Garoppolo, Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz, pick up for nothing. Mitch um, Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky, maybe Jameis. Although I, I could see Andy James Dalton. It, yeah, it's okay. It's that crew. And here's here's the other part: you have other teams that'll be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. In the, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, the Pittsburgh, right the Pittsburgh Steelers right now would be crazy not to Heck, answer. Yes. 
and offer a number one and offer a first round pick, even though it's a late round pick. Right. And San Francisco would do it. I think the Steelers would do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're the, if you're the Bucks, yeah, I think you need to decide sooner rather than later because as much as we talk about, oh, this guy can move, that guy can move. I don't think anybody's moving. <laughs> I, I think know that. I know Jimmy is. Yeah. I know Jimmy is. That's right. Yeah, because they've said they'll help him get out of there. And again, I'm I have mixed emotions about how he plays, but I I'm sure if I picked up the phone and called John Lynch, he would convince me that he's a pretty good quarterback. And I and then my next question would be, then why did you draft Trey Lance? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but they did draft Trey Lance. That's the bottom line. They did draft him, and they have to give him a chance to try to play and get better and, and win. And, and so, you know, they're, they're willing to, to trade Garoppolo. I don't know how it turns out, but it's interesting. Hey, folks, don't forget the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding is happening this February 25th through the 27th. For race tickets and information, go ahead and visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Wow, Tom Jones. Twice as nice. How about three times? We're going to bring him back on Monday. How about that, folks? Talk about reunited and it feels so good. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Tom Jones for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you on Monday. Hey, folks, don't forget the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding is happening this February 25th through the 27th. For race tickets and information, Go ahead and visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.